0: Hey, thank you for pushing play, uh, but before we kick off this episode, I did want to mention that it was the last episode that we recorded prior to Betty White passing away. We are so thankful for everything that she offered our lives and the world in general, and we just hope that she's up there uh, helping all of us stay golden. I enjoyed the episode, and thank you, Betty. We miss you. So, to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast, I am Alan and joined by Brent. Hello, and Ski.
1: Hi, hi, hi.
0: Today, we're going to be going over uh, season four, episode 24, Foreign Exchange. And uh, our recapper today is going to be Brent. Hello. Um, a couple quick things to mention before we kick off the episode. Unless, did you have anything you wanted to throw in first? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, just a couple interactions. Um, we got a message from. Our original listener MVP, Numi. Hey, welcome back, Numi. Yeah. Um, she was saying that uh, a couple different things she commented on. One, she said that... Uh, real,
2: real quick. Yeah. I don't... I, I'm going to take offense to you saying original MVP. Um, I mean, it's accurate everything, but sure. I think it's like goat... MVP. Oh, okay. You know, the
0: greatest of all time. So you think it should go beyond just original MVP? It exactly. Be- oh, okay. Exactly. Well, yeah, everybody else is just fighting for second place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's still up for grabs because we've got three seasons left. If Numi abandons us now, that's true. Then- She'll be dead to us <laughs> all. Right. <laughs> So she's got the inside track on the, you know, exactly. as being our goat listener. But, exactly. Uh, Numi has a soft spot
2: in my heart just because she was like the first person to reach out and let us know that there are people out there. Right, yeah. You know.
0: As we are here alone, the three of us in this <laughs> basement. <laughs> thing, we're the last three on earth. That's right. <laughs> just <Exactly. laughs> shouting into the darkness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Been down here for years. Exactly. Living
1: off these Hearing canned our goods? salad bar jokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Only assuming we know what the world is right. like.
0: Right. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, she had said, uh, this is from a few episodes back, um, at least her comment was, but mm-hmm. she said, I wonder what the Swedish version of girlfriend in Canada is. Mm. And I said, I, I'd have to assume it would be a girlfriend in Finland or Norway, mm-hmm. you know, close enough to be plausible, but far enough away that it would be hard to verify. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, And then she also mentioned that uh, Julio Iglesias um, she told this little story about the uh, radio morning show of mm-hmm. her choices one on public radio channel p3 uh-huh. and there's three hosts and uh, one of them there's no word to describe him his name is david uh-huh. um and for him uh julio iglesias is a mood um and when he's introduced us to uh, he's introduced them to julio wednesdays so every wednesday for uh, months he's played julio iglesias uh Pobre Diablo randomly over the show uh-huh. when uh, when he thinks it's needed, uh-huh. and that uh, it's it started an obsession over Julio Iglesias, uh-huh. and that they do a a big radiothon yeah. there, you know, to to raise money, uh-huh. and uh, that you pay money like five bucks, basically uh-huh. or the equivalent thereof. Yeah, you make like a donation to the charity of uh-huh. choice. Yeah, and uh, that his uh, because of him. That song is the uh, most requested song nice. <laughs> um, during that uh, during that telethon. Nice.
2: I like the cut of this David's jib.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and apparently you know, that song uh, came out in 1979. Okay, and so I mentioned that. Oh, you know, that's also the year that I came out. <laughs> 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 it was in 1979, mm-hmm. and I asked if you having to sing any it's songs. Spirit in? song. Yeah, exactly. And mentioned that ap- came, came out of uh, Julie, not the closet. Correct. Um, but boy, uh, 79, I would have to be really self-aware if I came out <laughs> of the closet in my first 11 months of life. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he. It, I, I wondered if he had any songs in Swedish, which she said mm-hmm. not to, not that she's aware of. Yeah. Um, but uh, she did say, very nice, she said 79 was a good year indeed, both Pabre uh, pa Diablo and Alan, that she doesn't think his Swedish, though, would be good enough to pull off a Swedish song. Correct, so yeah. anyways... So yeah, a couple, of, like I said, a couple things from Numi, which is nice. And, yeah, thank and you, Numi. Fun stuff. Yeah, so anyways, uh, I don't have anything. Oh, I, I take that back. I have one other small thing to mm-hmm. add. I've had this thing that, another th- gift from Amy, actually. Mm-hmm. I, we had mentioned it last week. We got a Christmas gift from her, but this yeah. was one that she gave us a while back, and for whatever reason, I just haven't, I don't know, had the right opportunity to mention mm-hmm. it on an episode. Yeah. But she gave us these uh, window clings, or what? I mean, they're, they're decals. Oh, but nice.
1: I, Oh, they match the... Uh, yeah, The mugs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it says uh, keep calm and eat cheesecake and nice. has uh, pictures that are the same as the ones on the mugs yeah. um, that, uh, you know, for each of us, it's a... Uh,
1: Very cool. It says
0: decal, but I don't know if it's just a, a regular sticker or something that you can put on a window because yeah. it doesn't specify window decal. Yeah. But anyway. Well, thank you, well, thank Amy. you again, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put a picture of that out on our, uh, you know, either on the Instagram... Well, probably on all three, the Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and mm-hmm. uh, and on the Facebook page. Okay. So
2: yeah. They... um. So I, you know, we talked last week, I got the paint by numbers and right. by the time people hear this, they'll have hopefully voted already yes. and everything. Um, but they also had a Golden Girls cross stitch. Oh wow! Which is one of those things that you know would require like you know watching a YouTube tutorial on <laughs> how to cross. Right. Slightly more involved. <laughs> so that's why I got the paint by numbers because I figured we could all pick that up fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. Because
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Brent or Ski last week, and you know, joked that there was an assignment given, uh-huh. um, and that would be a far more involved assignment <laughs> <laughs> to learn a new skill and yeah. you know do it well. Yeah. So, but yeah, so those the only uh, interactions that I had to mention today. Cool. And, you know, with that, I'm ready to kick it over to you for the
2: recap. Okay. Um, as previously mentioned, uh, this is season four, episode 24, Foreign Exchange. Uh, Terry Hughes directed this episode. And if you were paying Poo? attention uh, during last <laughs> week's episode, "Rights of Spring, you heard that Terry Hughes directed that one as well. I'm not sure, but this might be the first instance in which the same gentleman has directed two episodes back to back. I think it's happened before. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the, uh, <laughs> the husband and wife duo of Harriet and uh, Sandy Helberg wrote this week's mm. episode. I sure hope it was Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> so Harriet spent most of her career as a casting director, mm-hmm. um, including the second episode of Night Court's fourth season, Giving Thanks. Very cool. Yep. And then Sandy spent most of his career as an actor,
0: including the second episode of Night Court's fourth season, Giving Thanks. One of my uh, wife's favorite things that she's ever overheard, like in a coffee shop, uh-huh. her and her, her best friend, Holly, um, mm-hmm. were you know, just getting coffee, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think there was some sort of a, uh, I don't know what was going on. There was some sort of little event going on mm-hmm. at this coffee shop, you know, maybe yeah. open mic type situation. Gotcha. And they overheard a guy talking to one of his friends and he said, they don't know the context of the conversation at all, but he just said, I know a thing or two about Harriet Tubman. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah, we got her for Christmas a Harriet Tubman book, similar to that nice. Prince book yeah. that we gave you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Very nice.
2: So this week, um, you know, in honor of Betty White being safely ensconced in her second century, and with this being the Golden Girls 100th episode, uh, we're going to debut our most ambitious feature yet. Ooh. So it's a new 100-part series <laughs> <laughs> that I'm calling uh, 100 Facts.
0: Oh, okay. So we're going to go ahead and roll into the first 25 parts right now. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I noticed that you're going with um, landscape on your uh, <laughs> on the layout for your recap yeah. printout. though so.
1: Well, he's done it. I think you've done it before, haven't you?
2: Yeah, only in certain situations that weren't. It. Oh, okay, and just just for special occasions. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Yep. So, number one, um, 100 in Roman numerals is C. <laughs> okay. Number two, there are 100 years in a century. Uh, three, a centenarian is someone like Betty White who lives to be a hundred. Um, I may not just number them all, just oh, okay. for the sake of speed yeah, or sure. whatever, so, mm-hmm. but I'll throw in a number periodically so you see how close we are to getting through the first 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the um, <laughs> fourth one, uh, 100 is divisible by 1, 2, 4, 5, 10, 20, 25, 50, and 100. Uh, 100 is a perfect square number, and its square root is 10. Uh, there are exactly 100 <laughs> prime numbers <laughs> whose digits are in strictly ascending order. You know, for example, uh, 37, 239, 2,357, mm-hmm. et
0: cetera. Now, out of, of curiosity, I know we're getting our first 25 here. Uh-huh. Are the other 75 going to be in this episode, or are they held back for the future?
2: You just have to, you know, keep listening to oh,
0: okay. find out. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I've been a little self-conscious lately about Alan's Deep Dive. Uh, <laughs> This is making me feel a little better about it. <laughs>
1: so,
2: uh, 100 is the square of the sum of the first four positive integers. So mm-hmm. 100 equals 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 squared. Okay. Okay uh 100 is the sum of the first 10 odd numbers uh 1 3 5 7 9 11 13 15
0: 17 19.
2: okay uh 100 is the sum of the first nine prime numbers uh 2 3 5 7 11 13 17 19 23. i don't know what a fucking
0: prime number is <laughs> Prime <laughs> number is divisible by one it's itself prime, prime
1: is when it's 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 just perfect right
0: What's that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. That's a <laughs> prime number right there. <laughs> USDA prime number.
2: <laughs> so a number 10, uh, a Google is the number one, followed by 100 zeros. Um, 100 in binary is 1100100. Uh, one hundred in hexadecimal is sixty-four.
0: So if you're trying to talk to your computer and you need to communicate one hundred, yeah, yeah,
2: you know, if you're trying to, you know, tell your PC to keep it one hundred, Okay, keep it
0: one one
2: zero zero one zero zero. Oh, uh, one thing,
1: can I interject something? Yeah, I did not realize this until it's been a while ago now, but I always thought you know Google like the website mm-hmm. spelled it the same way. Oh as, no, it's like G U G L E or something.
2: G O O G O L. Okay, is, Google. You know, yeah, and then Google, like the search, yeah. is G-L-E at the end. Yep. 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 Uh, 100 centimeters equals one meter. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100 pennies equal $1. There are 100 senators in the U.S. Senate. Uh, there are 100 letter tiles in a Scrabble game. 100 calories are found in a tablespoon of peanut butter. Uh, 100 huh. mile-per-hour winds meet the definition of a Category 2 hurricane. Uh, 100 degrees west longitude is Mexico City. Okay. 100 degrees east longitude is Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, number 21, uh, 100 different languages are spoken in Canada. Uh, 100 is the number you dial in the United Kingdom to reach a telephone operator. 100 is the number of firefighters or ambulance in Belgium. Huh. And 100 is the number for the police in Greece, India, Israel, and Nepal. And finally, number 25, uh, the 100th credit on Rue McClanahan's IMDb page is a 1998 episode of The Love Boat, The Next Wave. I've not seen this episode, nor will I, because this love boat was captained uh, by Robert Yurk, who we all know was the poor man's Gavin
0: McLeod. (laughs) I was just about to ask if (laughs) Gavin McLeod made an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: So anyways, act one, scene one. All right. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Uh, so this episode starts with Sophia looking for a seven-letter word for a lonely, middle-aged woman desperate to meet men. <laughs> I'm not sure what's harder to believe, the fact that Sophia doesn't recognize that Dorothy features seven letters, or the fact that she thinks 67-year-old Dorothy is middle-aged. <laughs> uh, Blanche enters and makes the third most dated reference of the episode. Uh, when she offers the Goldens a chance to learn the dirty dancing, of course, if they'd have kept Coco around, he could have taught them the lombata for free? <laughs> Uh, It's discovered that Sophia's friends, Philomena and Dominic Bosco, are coming to visit from Sicily, and they're bringing their daughter, Gina, which they pronounce (laughs) Gina. Uh, (laughs) Dorothy misspeaks when she says that her and uh, Gina were born within minutes of each other at the same hospital in Brooklyn. What Dorothy meant to say was that they were born within minutes of each other on the same pinochle table at McSwirley's. By the way, I checked, and pinochle, like euchre, is a trick-taking game. And like Euchre, uh, the rules are incomprehensible. Um, (laughs) I will go on record as saying that (laughs) I prefer Euchre to Pinochle, uh, Mm -hmm. but that's because it appears that Euchre games last around 25 minutes, while a Pinochle
0: game could run up to five hours. Wow. What? So do you feel like, you know... It's like a
1: mixture of that and war? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Something. Do you feel like if if there's a a hell after this world that you'll be playing Euchre there? I do. I think that. Well, he doesn't know Pinnacle yet, but at least he already knows his uh, distaste for Euchre.
2: You know, at the risk of hitting a tangent, um, so... There's this uh, show on the Netflix called Dash and Lily.
0: Okay.
2: And it's like, uh, I think eight episodes, and it's like a christmas theme thing. And it dropped last year, and my wife watched it at the time and really liked it, and so this year she wanted to watch it again, and she wanted me to watch it. And it was an enjoyable show, and it's very one of those things that it's like, well, like the people who make it obviously love New York City, mm-hmm. and they try to throw in like things that are accurate. And there were certain things that I caught, like The Strand Bookstore and different things. Oh, okay. But in episode seven, uh, they go to McSworley's And I was like, oh, I guess that's like a real thing, mm-hmm. you know, because we had just been talking about it like a week or so ago. And anyways... I checked in McSwirley's, like, it's a real thing. It's, like, the oldest Irish pub or whatever. Um, but they didn't allow women in there till like, 1970. Oh, really? So how
0: Sophia was able to give birth on their pinochle table is. Well, you know, you know maybe it was an emergency, you know, force majeure or whatever. <laughs> Her vagina cleared him in domain. Exactly. <laughs> so.
2: So, anyway, uh, we transition to the kitchen and find Sophia boiling the crud off a kitchen sink stopper. Uh, This is not something I've ever heard of. Yeah. And, you know, for an immigrant who claims to have been raised in dirt, Sophia seems to do a lot of OCD cleaning.
0: Yeah, that that was odd. I mean, I don't know. They really need a water softener. (laughs) They've got so much crud on it uh, (laughs) that they need to boil it clean. Exactly. (laughs) Or just buy a new stopper, for God's sake. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
2: So Rose and Blanche return from the dirty dancing class. Uh, We find out, although they can both move like Jagger, only Rose can do so on the dance floor. Uh, The Boscos arrive and greetings are exchanged. Dominic reminds the 67-year-old Dorothy that he held her naked body over 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. That means that there was a chance she was
0: 18 when
2: she moderated upon his suit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of funny because she says, uh, you know, I think that Sophia mentions that he,
1: he peed. she peed on him,
0: yeah, and then uh the the wife says uh it's okay, uh you can barely see it anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Uh, so the Goldens asked the Boscos where Gina is, and like Sophia before her, she's outside haggling with a cabbie. Uh, the Boscos announced that science has proven that Gina is not their daughter. Uh, the assumption is that there was a mix-up, and Dorothy is the true heir to the Bosco fortune, mm-hmm. which includes grain alcohol, a goat bladder, and a marriage prospect. Sounds like a good thing. And combo. the marriage pro- prospect has his own goat. Exactly. So. He's a yuppie. Yeah. Um, the Goldens protest that Gina. Uh, shows up and the scene ends with everyone noticing that she looks exactly like Sophia while Dorothy resembles Philomena and then the final scene of Act 1 starts with that old Shakespearean trope an elderly woman trimming her toenails in the middle of a room
1: yeah they use that a lot Uh, Dorothy
2: tells Sophia to stop they bicker and further the divide between them before heading to bed lying there Sophia mentions Kmart and it's the second most dated reference of the episode uh, Dorothy tries to reminisce about her childhood but Sophia doesn't engage because it'll just make it that harder to become estranged the Bosco Center and it's decided that Dorothy will take a blood press, blood test the next day
0: <laughs> yeah that, that was a I thought a really funny part too I, I know that you in your rapid fire way um, <laughs> skipped over a lot of lines you, mm-hmm. you don't quote things as much as ski and I do. Yeah. Um, but there was, I thought, a great part where, you know, Dorothy was there laying in bed with Sophia, you know, and talking about how, you know, she just wanted, needed some comforting because of all the stuff that you were they were going through and the yeah. uncertainty. And then, you know, Dominic comes in, you know, creeping out of the darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <My> saying, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, baby, everything's gonna be Montebene. Bene. Yeah, I <laughs> um, thought that was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, let's see, did you have n- notice any other uh, lines that were skipped over, Ski, as uh, Brent was? Tearing through that first act.
1: I can't think we of all First scene. I, I don't have any notes, I apologize. Oh, that's all right. Um <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um I did like it too when uh Dorothy calls her her ma and she says, Don't call me Ma, call me Sophia like my other friends do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a good line. Mm. Um I th- I think that covers the ones that I thought were uh, particularly um okay. particularly good lines.
2: Uh, So this next segment's one of your favorites, and I hope it stays one of mine. Here are installments 26 to 50 of 100 Facts. Number 26, uh, Julius Caesar was born in 100 B.C. Uh, John the Apostle died in 180. Uh, 100 people die each year from a severe allergic reaction to bee stings. Uh, 100 people choke to death on ballpoint pens each year. That that statistic's a few years old, and I'd like to think that people's decreased dependence on ballpoint pens has made fewer widows. (laughs) Uh, Some sharks can live to be 100 years old. Uh, Sleeping Beauty slept for 100 years. Speaking of Sleeping Beauty, 100 feral cats were once found living in Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland. Really? Speaking of cats, there are 100 breeds of them. Speaking of cats, cats like milk. Coincidentally, the average person will drink enough milk to fill 100 bathtubs in their lifetime speaking of the average person 100 pounds of skin is shed by the time an individual reaches the age of 66. That's assuming gross. that i'm on track that puts me at 68 pounds and counting
1: <laughs> uh, number
2: 36 a 100 foot fall isn't enough to kill a squirrel a sneeze can travel 100 miles per hour there are 100 sweat glands and one square inch of skin ladybugs eat 100 smaller insects every two days Moose can eat over one hundred pounds of right? plants each day. That's yeah, a, that's a
1: lot of bugs. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a
2: particular like tree sap uh, insect, like little oh, okay. mite that they eat. But it became too complicated to explain. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> smaller bugs. <laughs>
1: Maybe they're clustered. They can just like right. s- suck a bunch of them yeah. up at once. Yeah,
2: like well, they say like like ant eaters. Like, eat like sure. three times their body weight in ants. Uh-oh. And I was like, how is that possible? Because yeah. an anteater looks like it weighs like 37 pounds. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: It seems like it would be an enormous amount of ants. Exactly. <laughs> and yet they're never ending. It's yeah. like there's always ants. And they always look so spelt. Exactly. You <laughs> ever see a fat anteater just waddling around? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, uh, moose can eat over 100 pounds of
2: plants each day. Uh, larry lewis ran the 100 yard dash in 17.8 seconds he was 101 at the time Mm -hmm. Uh, lava can flow out of a volcano at over 100 miles per hour lobsters can travel 100 miles each year which is a long way to go just to die die in a grocery store oh yeah
1: yeah they can live a long time okay i've got a story about that later if you want to hear it yeah i wish
2: (laughs) you'd kept it to yourself because now we're at 101. so (laughs) (laughs) so lightning strikes the earth 100 times every second Um, On the Celsius scale, 100 degrees is the boiling temperature of water. Uh, Gabriel Fahrenheit used his own body temperature, stated as 100 degrees, in calculations for the Fahrenheit thermometer.
1: Seems vague. Yeah, exactly.
2: The 100 is a TV series that produced 100 episodes between 2014 and 2020. Of these 100 episodes, I've seen all zero of them. Uh, number 48, uh, the 100 section of the Dewey Decimal System is used for books about philosophy and psychology. That factoid might be new to some of you if, however, you've taught psychology at the adult education level, like friend of the show, <laughs> Professor Cooper. You probably already knew that. Uh, number 49, uh, the 100-year war lasted. Anyone? Mm. Anyone?
0: One hundred years.
2: Close, uh, one hundred sixteen years, four months, three weeks, and four days. Oh. Uh, congratulations to the French for actually winning a war, albeit <laughs> back in fourteen was... fifty three. And number fifty. I'm sorry, do you have something to add? No, no, not
0: not worthwhile. About oui, the, oui. the cheese eating surrender. Yeah, it would have been something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, you're
2: fine. So number 50, uh, the 100th credit on Betty White's IMDb page is the animated sitcom Glenn Martin DDS starring Kevin Nealon that really really stinks because if she'd have either been either more or less selective she could have ended up with either the middle or community as our 100th title. Ah, it's a shame. Both those shows are amazing and I imagine Glenn Martin DDS is not.
0: <laughs> well, you don't but you haven't seen it, right? So you yeah. never know, it could be the greatest animated show ever, but. Exactly. <laughs>
2: of all of Kevin Nealon's one
0: season animated sitcoms, <laughs> right. it's probably the best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're just this part there of are
1: not 100 of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I know the way the rest of This episode's gonna go. (laughs) Um, But there is this part of me where I hope you end at like 83 and be like, I'm saving the last 17 (laughs) for the next recap I do (laughs) sometime in season five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That would be a curveball.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, So, Act Two starts off with Blanche and Rose returning home already in an argument. Apparently, after their dance class, they went clubbing, like, you know, dancing, not like, you know, killing minx in the garage with a baseball bat.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Dorothy is up, and she tells him that she's worried that Gina might be Sophia's daughter. <laughs> I imagine that she's also worried that if she's no longer his sister, she'll have to find a new excuse when she rebuffs Phil's advances. Uh, Dorothy and Blanche discuss the fact that Dorothy and Sophia do love one another, and that nothing can change that, mm-hmm. although Blanche does give herself a little wiggle room. Uh, we transition to the hospital waiting room, and a well-dressed lady offers Dorothy a free cup of uh, coffee from the machine. You know, in my experience and in Tim Conway's experience, coffee vending machines tend to give few, too few cups, not too many. And if you don't know that reference, go to the YouTubes and search for Tim Conway vending machine. It's a classic, mm-hmm. but I digress.
0: Do you know that one off, ski? I do not. Oh, it it, it is a really good skit. It's uh, really good. Definitely be worth your, your five minutes. I know you like to watch – Carl Sagan or whatever other science thing while you're on the toilet. Mm-hmm. But I watch a lot of He's YouTube. on YouTube looking up Jupiter.
1: <laughs> I watch a lot of varied things. And so. just
0: stewing in his juices. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, so Dorothy and the lady bicker over how much does and does not go right at hospitals. Uh, the lady leaves as we discover that she's a surgeon getting ready to perform an operation. Now, as a friend of the worker, I'd Mm -hmm. normally complain about employees having to buy their own coffee. But since Dr. Watkins' hands were already shaking, I'm going to respect management's decision to not provide her (laughs) additional caffeine. (laughs) Uh, Sophia returns from having her blood drawn. Dorothy is tense because she's about to find out that Sophia is not her mother. Sophia attempts to calm her down. Dorothy asks if it involves a story. And Sophia says it involves a spiritual. Instead of just calling it a song, uh, she slides in the most dated reference of the episode. Mm. And then Sophia kills some time, telling Dorothy that she's always been there for her. And when the test results arrive, Sophia doesn't bother with them. She just leaves with the star to which she's hitched her wagon for the past 67 years.
0: And is that, that in that act? Yes. Okay. Well, th- there was, you know, of course, a lot that she skimmed over there. Um, but there. Uh, my favorite part of the episode was the, the part that you referred to uh-huh. about the doctor. Um, and I did happen to write this entire, you uh-huh. know, quote out that she had said. So... You know, they're talking about being nervous, of course, uh-huh. um, at the at the, the office. And and then this uh, lady who has that next to Dorothy says, uh, you have no, um, or you know, no matter how many times you have to go through something like this, I guess you're never really prepared for it. Look at me. My hands are shaking. I'm sweating. My head is spinning. I wish I could be only a little nervous. And then you hear over the, the intercom, yeah, the intercom, yeah mm-hmm. Dr. Watkins-Do-R, Dr. Watkins-Do-R. And then she says, "Well, that's me. I'll have to run," <laughs> which I thought that was actually the finest moment of the episode, I, and I enjoyed this episode. We'll get to that at the end, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but I thought that her little portion there was was fantastic. Yeah, one of the, one of my favorite little, you know, like mini guest actor uh, insertions that I can remember in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's far. more engaging
1: it's really than a lot of guest appearances. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I mean, especially for someone who's—I mean, she's not really part of the episode per se. She's sure. there for that one little bit of comic relief and then out. But. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good yeah so yeah yeah that particular section though that that particular act because we had you know the uh, the somewhat racist um, mm-hmm. reference to a, a Negro spiritual mm-hmm. that was the, the super Correct. data reference mm-hmm. and then I don't know if it was in this one or early in the next one but then there was also a transphobic joke that uh, mm-hmm. Sophia had made about Phil I'm yeah. going to fire mm-hmm. houses dressed as yeah, oh, yeah you totally know and wanted to old Dorothy's old dresses so mm-hmm. So some problematic stuff there for sure.
2: Yeah. So now it's time for a segment whose popularity is already in question. It's <laughs> installments 51 to 75 okay. of 100 facts. <laughs> Number 51, uh, the 100-watt light bulb lasts for 750 hours. Okay. Okay. Uh, 52, an American football field is 100 yards long, Okay. not counting end zones. That's also the same length as a rocket, apparently. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> learned that recently. At least
0: one particular one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a single NBA game in 1962. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Arnold was the first person to win the Indianapolis 500 at a speed of over 100 miles per hour. This was in 1930. Uh, the average hippo weighs 100 pounds at birth. Feel free to share that with the women in your life who are worried about bouncing back from having a baby. Hmm. Uh, the element fermium has an atomic number of 100. This was discovered in 1952 in the Marshall Islands after the first hydrogen bomb test.
1: You know who it's named after? Uh, Johnny fermium. No, Enrico <laughs> Fermi. Oh, okay. He was one of the scientists that actually helped create the bomb. Oh, nice.
2: Ready to go, Enrico? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Number 57, uh, April 10th is the 100th day of the year, 75% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the longest car ever made was a limousine that was 100 feet long. It contained a swimming pool, a king-size waterbed, and was probably owned by a bank manager or something. Okay.
0: April 10th, you know, the 100th day of the year. 75% of the time. 75% of the time is nine days after inexplicably Ski's favorite day of the year being April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he talked about that in a recent I say episode. It
1: was my favorite. i said it was one of my favorites.
0: Oh, well, you said problems. you loved it. I, I thought you indicated it was like your favorite holiday. It was anyway. One of them, yeah. Um, in and, the top 300. Yeah, and then he yes. went on to tell a story about some. <laughs> I'd
1: say even the top 100.
0: Individually rolled toilet paper and his wife going through some procedure and, you know, the, the pranks he mentioned to us. Not Did candy. not go well. They weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> weren't the classic
1: chalk in the milk. Right. Historically, I had fun with mm-hmm. April Fools. Okay. There were a few bad ep- episodes. <laughs> well,
0: Those seem to be the one that stands. Those mm-hmm. seems to be the ones that stand mm-hmm. out. But. Anyways,
2: do you guys did you you said you watched New Girl or you
0: did not? Yeah, yeah, I love New Girl. Okay. um Classic Winnie the Bish prank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, if you not watch the show, like his pranks are either way too small or way too big. Yeah. Like you will have a prank like, oh, I put a feather in the bottom of their shoe. oh never know <laughs> exactly. Or it's like I stole their identity and ran up credit card debt. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Yeah.
0: So Have one you one. watched that
1: series? I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, but it's
0: really solid. Really good. I, haven't watched, I haven't re-watched it, but I feel like it's one that would hold up well. It does. It does. Um, a $100 hamburger
2: is an expression used to describe a private airplane flight made solely to an out-of-town restaurant. Uh, 101 Dalmatians was written in 1961. 100 Acre Woods is where you can send Winnie the Pooh's mail. 100 West Virginia was the birthplace of Edward Lee King. He was playing for the New York Giants when he drove in the final run of the 1922 World Series. Uh, The 100 Acres Park, also known as Newfields, is a fine and free place to visit if you find yourself in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. 100 Highways was a posthumous release from Johnny Cash. This fifth installment in his American series featured a version of Four Strong Winds, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, You can also find knockout versions by Neil Young and Bob Dylan as well. Of course, if you're fluent in Swedish, and I know at least one listener who is, (laughs) uh, check out the version by Ulf Lundl, the Swedish Alf Landon, cut in 1985.
0: (laughs) Is he just the Swedish Alf Landon to you because the name is similar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alf
2: Lundell and Alf Landon may have been separated by 65 years, but <laughs> until, I until I see him together. But just a few letters, right? Until I see them together, I'm just going to assume Alf Landon joined the witness protection program and <laughs> moved across the pond. Uh, number 65. Uh, Frank Zappa's 100th album was called Dance Me This.
1: He had 100 albums?
2: Uh, he's got 145, I think, now. That's crazy. But
0: yeah. they, uh, 101 through 145 were shit, but <laughs> <laughs> 100, they were brilliant. Yeah.
2: He had like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so he released like 62 while he was alive, and I think he's had another like 65 posthumous. Okay, So like okay. 127. Mm. All right. So. Um, so anyways, his 100th album uh, was... 2015. Uh, this was 49 years after the release of his debut album. Now, the recordings for this actually began in 1993 when Frank was hosting a birthday party for Simpsons creator Matt Greening. Oh, wow. That was yep. kind of cool. Uh, speaking of the Simpsons, uh, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song was their 100th episode. It took them until season five, episode 19. And this was the episode which featured I Will Not Celebrate Meaningless Milestones as the chalkboard gag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The 100 billionth Crayola Crayon was made by Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in February of 1996. It's in the
0: Crayola Hall of Fame in Easton, Pennsylvania. How could they possibly know that? There's no way they could possibly know that it was 100 billion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You don't think somebody's just counting them? No, not at all. I'm sure there's some accountant there who's like, oh, we got to find a cheaper wax. (laughs) So, number 68, um, in clear water, a submerged submarine can be spotted at From the air at depths of up to 100 feet. Uh, 100 live tarantulas were used in the filming of Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you're all about the Benjamins, you're a fan of the $100 bill. If you're all about the Jeffersons, you're not just a fan of moving on up, but also the $100 savings bond. Mm -hmm. And if you're all about the Jacksons, (laughs) you're a fan of the $100 treasury bond. No disrespect to Tito. (laughs) Uh, Number 73, a 100-sided die known as the Zocahedron, debuted in 1985. It's basically a ball with 100 flattened panes. It's used to handle percentage rolls in role-playing games, and I have no idea how often it's actually used, though, because in my very, very brief research into it, it appears that a user is significantly less likely to roll a number less than 8 or a number greater than 93. And apparently that's because those numbers are positioned nearest the north and south poles of the dice. Mm. And what I found more problematic about the zocahedron was the fact that this dice was most accurate when used
0: at a water depth of 13.85 millimeters, which seems like it's more trouble than it's worth. I think you just talked about the zocahedron more than Act (laughs) 1. So... uh,
2: Number
1: 74,
2: an IQ of 100 is normal for an adult and above average for a podcaster. Uh, Number 75, uh, Dominic Bosco is played by Vito Scott, and the 100th credit on his IMDb page is the 1963 film Captain Newman, M.D. I've not seen it, but it features Gregory Peck, Tony Curtis, Eddie Albert, Dick Sargent, Robert Duvall, Bobby Nairn, and Blanche Duvaux lookalike, Angie Dickinson.
0: <laughs> so is it
2: on your list now
0: <laughs> to, sure. to check off? <laughs> yep. So,
2: uh, so act three, uh, we start off back at the Golden's Palace. Uh, Rose and Blanche are still fighting. Uh, finally, Rose comes out and says it. If Blanche is that bad of a dancer, she must be an equally bad lover. Rose gets specific in her criticism, and Blanche states that she never lie about the U.S. space program or about Ball's, Buzz Aldrin's preferred method of reentry. <laughs> uh, Blanche challenges Rose to a dance and, at the risk of receiving a morals charge from Dade County, they do some dirty dancing in the living room. Indeed they do. The moment ends with Blanche's hand on Rose's hiney. If only Dorothy's friend Gina had thought of that move, maybe she'd have ended up cupping little Miss Muffet's tuffet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sophia and Dorothy enter. Sophia goes on record for what feels like the 37th time about not wanting that life for Dorothy. And the scene ends with the Boscos returning to Italy with Blanche and Rose going out to get some and with Dorothy and Sophia agreeing that it's best for everyone if they continue their mother-daughter charade. Mm-hmm
0: yeah so, yeah. There was a couple lines in there that um, were pretty good at you you alluded to anyway but you know when Blanche was kind of accepting that she's not great at dancing yeah. um, she says I, I cannot flounce around the dance floor like some cheap trashy slut in heat lord knows I've tried um, mm-hmm. I thought that was maybe Blanche's best line of the episode and then uh, I, I did really enjoy when she talked about that she would never lie about the space program yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well. um yeah, I, I don't think there were any other particularly... She said
1: something, too, about, like, because uh, Rose said something about uh, if you can't uh, dance, then you surely couldn't... Then the story about the flying... Finale Brothers? Yeah, couldn't okay. be true, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not... you know, Don't bring that up. I still get uh, squirrely walking past uh, playgrounds or something, that. Right, right,
0: yeah. <laughs> I did like, too, when Sophia says, you know, talking about uh, Dorothy, that... I raised her, and I was the one who got her through that awkward period, the 50 toughest years of my life. (laughs) That was actually
1: my favorite line for the episode. I'm glad you brought that up. So
2: so we're now ready for our final installment of 100 Facts. Um, If you'd like a refresher of Facts 1 to 75, uh, you're encouraged to just restart this episode, (laughs) and we'll meet you back here in about 35 minutes. (laughs) Welcome back. So number 76, uh, 100 years ago, a former Ohio senator and future West Coast rapper Warren G. Harding was our president. <laughs> uh, did you like that? Yeah. Uh, your eyes move 100 times each second while reading. Uh, 100 kilometers above Earth's sea level is commonly used to define the boundary between Earth's atmosphere and outer space. Really? Yep. $100 billion could be spent in 100 years if you spent $3 million a day. Uh, 100 is the title of the 100th Doctor Who audio drama. It features the 6th Doctor, Colin Baker, having four different adventures, all related to the number 100. The 100th episode of Doctor Who post-2005 revival was called The Crimson Horror, and it features the 11th Doctor and Clara mixing up. Say
1: horror or whore. Horror. Okay. <laughs> the, crimson, the Crimson Horror. <laughs>
2: so that's
0: the one where they partnered up with the Paternoster gang in Victorian London. Yeah. For one second, Ski was really interested in Doctor Who. <laughs> <He> now... <laughs> <was>. <laughs>
2: crimson horrors, tell me more. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: the 100th episode of Lost was the season 5 episode 14 classic, The Variable. Uh, that's the one where Daniel returns to the island in 1977 in order to be shot and killed by his mother, Eloise. And side note, I don't think I ever pieced together that Penny and Daniel uh, shared a dad. Mm. Like, I think I knew both of those facts, but I never really thought of them as, like, half-siblings before. Not fair. So, anywho. i have uh, to
1: review. I don't remember.
2: Oh, it's really, it's a great episode. Because um, he goes back and gets shot. And while he's doing that, Said's in the hospital, cause he, or Desmond's in the hospital, because he'd just been shot. Mm. And Penny's visiting him. So, anywho. 100 Hits is a four-CD box set by Elvis Presley. The 100th track is the hit Wooden Heart from his 1960 soundtrack to G.I. Blues. Uh, 100% was the lead single from one of Sonic Youth's three best albums, Dirty. (laughs) I'm incapable of ranking my top three best Sonic Youth albums, so I'm just going to say that Dirty is tied with Goo and Daydream Nation. Uh, Robert Pollard's 100th album was called August by Kate. Uh, credited to Guided by Voices. It released in 2017, and this was only 31 years after the release of his first Guided by Voices album. Uh, number 86. AFI is 100 years, 100 movies. place Citizen Kane at the top flick in both 1998 and in 2007. I imagine the next iteration of the list will finally replace it with the big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> AFI's One Hundred Years, One Hundred Laughs said some Like It Hot was the funniest film of all time. They said this back in two thousand, which means they were kicking themselves in two thousand one when Pootie Tang was released. That's right. That's right. They
1: like we pulled
2: mm-hmm. the trigger too early. Exactly. <laughs> AFI's One Hundred Years of Film Scores uh gave the top spot to John Williams score to Star Wars. I'm going to assume they're referring to episode four a New Hope and i'm probably also going to assume that john williams midi clorians were on the judging committee <laughs> <laughs> afi's 100 years 100 cheers said it's a wonderful life was worth cheering about AFI's 100 Years, 100 Songs put The Wizard of Oz's Over the Rainbow as number one. Special shout out to the friends of the show, Richard Rogers, who was the most nominated composer, and Oscar Hammerstein II, who was the most nominated lyricist.
0: They each had six nominations. Good, listen, there's plenty of friends of the show, of our uh-huh. show, but yeah. none of the those guys are not them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just number 91, uh, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Thrills was stopped by Psycho. Uh, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Stars said Humphrey Bogart was the best male star. Uh, when AFI's 100 Years, 100 Stars said Catherine Hepburn was the best female star. In 2002, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Passions climaxed with Casablanca.
1: Mm-hmm. Climaxed.
2: Yeah. Uh, AFI's 100 <laughs> <laughs> um, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains said Gregory Peck's portrayal of Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird and Anthony Hopkins' portrayal of Dr. Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs were the best heroes and villains. I didn't have time to look into which was which. (laughs)
1: Like That's not a perspective really <laughs> yeah. isn't. Exactly. If you're really pro-South yeah. <laughs> or pro cannibalism. <Yeah. laughs> so uh,
2: number ninety-six, uh, the AFI's dual doppler, said that singing in the rain was the best of the one hundred greatest movie musicals. Number 97, AFI's 100 years, 100 movie quotes said that Clark Gable using profanity in Gone with the Wind was the best it's ever been. Again, I must wonder why nobody at the AFI has seen The Big Lebowski. (laughs) Number 98, uh, 100 IMDb credits cannot be found for B. Arthur, Estelle Getty, or this week's other guest stars, David J. Willis, Grant Moran or as I call her, Flo-Rida, <laughs> and Marsha Firestein. I was
1: wondering when they were going to come up, because you mentioned uh, other ones earlier.
2: Yeah. So in case you're wondering, Estelle Getty topped out at 38. Really? Yep. And well, B. That's Arthur. almost
0: shocking, isn't it? B. Arthur, 37. That just does not make sense, does it? I mean, because she was such a mainstay on TV yeah. for so many years. Well, yeah, just I mean, more if if
1: it's more it's selective. I guess it's just repeat roles yeah. over and over again. Yeah, It's it yeah. just...
0: Yeah. I mean, because she was... It, you she know. did sort of just like retire. Like yeah. She
2: popped up on Malcolm in the Middle for that episode, mm. but that's really about the only thing I can remember seeing her
0: in. Yeah.
2: Um, so number 99, uh, Philomena Bosco was played by returning guest star Nan Martin. Mm-hmm. The 100th credit on Nan Martin's IMDb page and is an episode of Baywatch from 1993. I'm positive that I've not seen that episode because, one, I've never actually seen an episode of Baywatch, and two, I'd remember the sight of Frida Claxton running in slow motion in a red <laughs> swimsuit. And finally, mm-hmm. there are 100 verses in the song 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall. <laughs> If you ask me, that seems like way too much effort for such little payoff.
1: <laughs> so was that
0: was that a commentary on your own list? <laughs> there may have been some truth to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, we thankfully we we'll only part- get
2: one 100th episode of The Golden Girls. That's true. So we had to do
0: something, and only one 100th birthday for uh, you know for
1: good old Betty mm, exactly. Betty White.
0: Yeah. So exactly. Um, well, luckily, we have far fewer than 100 guest actors in that episode, uh, just six, uh, and, and most or several of them are repeat uh, offenders. So we had uh, Vito Scotti. Uh, he played Dominic Bosco, 246 titles for him, his second of two episodes. Uh, we also had Nan Martin, uh, Philomena, uh, 143 titles for her, and this is her second of two episodes. Um, and, and both of them played different roles in their first one. He was Vincenzo, and she was, uh, of course, Mrs. Claxton. Mm-hmm um then as America's sweetheart yep <laughs> and then uh uh Flow rider or flo d ray whichever you <laughs> prefer gina or gina, gina. um <laughs> this is her first two episodes Do you uh, like
2: my commitment to that bit
0: yeah no it was <laughs> solid um but uh she, she did uh have a role this is her first of two we'll see her again in season five and uh, she did have a role on troop beverly hills oh, nice. um, as the wilderness official <laughs> nice. so uh then we had uh Marsha Firestein, she played Dr. Watkins, uh, only 11 titles for her, and this is her only Golden Girls, uh, Grant Moran, uh, lab technician, seven titles for him, and this is his only Golden Girls, and then David J. Willis, he was the PA, 48 titles for him, um, eight of those as an actor, this is uh, his first of four Golden Girls appearances, and he'll be in two episodes in season five and one in season six. I'll be curious because this is on his IMDb page, but he was not credited in the episode. <laughs> I'll be curious to see if in the other three, if he was credited in those episodes or if it's all going to be little PA yeah. type things. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I noticed uh, while I was reading off those guest actors, you lifted a bag up onto the table. Do you want to <laughs> discuss that first or go through our... Uh, MVPs and whatnots
2: yeah absolutely so in this bag um Alan got me a Prince book for Christmas Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got that I've also got a thing of mints that Amy got me as well as a window cling decal that Amy got me
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and and this bag is not related to those
2: No, I mean, it's what I put him in.
0: Oh, okay. So that's what that bag is? Yes. You just brought it up with such authority as if it was (laughs) pertinent to this episode. I was gathering my shit so I could get out of here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just... The night <laughs> is creeping on, so... You, you definitely brought it up to the table as if, like, oh, don't want to forget this.
1: <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> well, I <he> don't. <laughs> you and Amy were very generous. And <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Anyways, um, all right, well, Ski, who got your MVP for this episode?
1: I think I want to give it to uh, to Dorothy.
0: Okay, so Dorothy, no exposition on that. And, well,
1: because uh, she she's... True, that you know, her mom uh, Sophia was her mom because she's the lady who raised her. Okay, yeah.
2: and how about you, Brent? Oh, Rose, definitely. Um, I just thought you know, her uh, you know, good natured ribbing towards Blanche mm-hmm. about her exploits that was pretty good, and also just um, the choreography for her dirty dance at the end, mm-hmm. you know, sexy,
1: yep, real sexy. And <laughs> uh,
0: I thought this was an episode where all four of the leads gave really solid performances. Yeah, yeah um, there were a lot of uh, like I didn't interaction have, between everybody. As far as their performances go, I didn't have any complaints, so I gave my MVP to Dr. Watkins. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I really enjoyed her, her little <laughs> yeah. portion there. And they were all so good, there wasn't one that you know really stood out <laughs> more to me than the other four. So yeah. I just figured I'd go off the board a little. Yeah. So, Ski, how many slices did this one earn for you?
1: Well, um, I couldn't really decide. I thought it was a good episode, but I didn't think it was outstanding. I just gave it a five. Five.
0: How about for you, Brent? Just four. Really? Um, I really like
2: the dirty dancing aspect of it, and I wish that would have been the, the A story. And I just didn't much care for the whole, you know, oh now we're just going to pretend none of this. I, just the whole, you know, she's not my daughter. I didn't like it all. Mm. Especially since, like... There's proof you know obviously you know Gina came from someplace and it yeah. didn't come from you know Philomena so obviously oh. she looks exactly like Sophia I <laughs> um, so
0: don't like that it leave so many question marks there yeah
2: exactly it's one of those things that was there a third woman at McSWorley's giving birth on the peanut table that night <laughs>
0: <laughs> well see I, I actually really enjoyed this episode um, I gave it a seven I, I would have given it an eight um, but the reason that I knocked it down is because there was a, a transphobic, homophobic, mm-hmm. and racist joke in it. The, <laughs> all of them were, were mild. Well, it's the
2: Sophia hat trick.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they were enough that I had to knock a, a – yeah. I, I just thought, I thought the comedy in it was – You can't reward bad behavior. Exactly. Um, I thought the comedy was really good, and the I thought it had just that right amount of heart that I mm-hmm. like in a Golden Girls episode. But, anyways, it's okay that it's uh, not going to be competing at the mm-hmm. end. But yeah. it was certainly one that I happy 100 that now. I enjoyed. Yeah, 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 for certain. Yeah. So, if uh, anything else left to add for this 100th episode of The Golden Girls, I don't know. Well, then I guess uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophia's choice podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us on twitter at sophia's choice pc we plan to have a new episode out every monday if you have a moment give us a rating on itunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded and of course stay golden